Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Soulful Schools, a masterclass on alternative education in collaboration with Helios Educure. This second edition of masterclass series will take you on a short journey of transformation. We are so thrilled to introduce you the 30 alternative, holistic and democratic learning spaces selected from across India, where innovative topics, informative content and progressive ideas are being shared with you. We remain hopeful that this and forthcoming sessions will inspire you to bring out that possible change to take your school community to a new direction of development. My name is Gladys Aruja. I'm the vice principal of the High Range School, Monar. And I've been in the field of education for around 25 years and I've seen the positive change and I'm very much interested to see the future of the education system. I would like to introduce our guest speaker for today. He's none other than Mr. Sachin Desai. Born and brought up in Mumbai, he started his career with hospitality, but he later on moved to research and find a unique concept from one of the most remote village schools of Madhya Pradesh. And his concept of Gramin Sankriti, that is close to nature, has been renownedly known in today's world. He gave up his other profession and wanted to move back to his ancestral house in Madhya Pradesh and then he set up a school without walls. It started accommodating only four students, two from local orphanages who had passed their class 10 and two dropout students from middle-class families in Madhya Pradesh. Later, with better understanding towards rural economy and lifestyle, this center evolved into a sustainable living center and was renamed as University of Life. His concept and this University of Life became so popular that the Euro News made a documentary on the University of Life, which was broadcasted in Europe and North American countries in 12 different languages. The BBC Productions made a documentary which was broadcasted on Star Plus on a program which was hosted by none other than Mr. Amitabh Bachchan. The People's Magazine from USA, Money Life Magazine of Suchita Dalal, Times of India have published many articles on University of Life. Youth from various countries, cities, villages of India visit and learn from this living university at Dhammapur and they study there as interns and they want to find out the sustainable life through rural economy and harmony. The simple theme being simple living and honest thinking. And we are happy to have you here with us, sir. And over to you for your presentation. Well, thank you very much and good evening to all of you. I hope I am audible to all. 
Yes, sir. So as I was introduced, uh, there is a, a very strong fundamental reason that why we left the uh, metropolitan city life and we migrated to the village. And I think it is going to be a, a good sharing of experience, uh, which might be uh, beneficial to all the educators today. Uh, the main fundamental reason, the main principally, we thought that uh, our child, we should groom our child in a village, in a village atmosphere, in a village environment. And that's the reason why we migrated from the metropolitan city to a village. So in first five minutes, I will be a little critic about the present education system. And then I think we can uh, carry on with the slideshow on what exactly uh, the University of Life, which is a contemporary education uh, laboratory, or you can also call it a contemporary ashram, where a lot of educators uh, visit and they take all good things what is happening here. So I think first, let's come to what is the issue with today's education system, which a parent like me thought that I should not uh, put my child in academic school and uh, go to the remote village. So uh, firstly, as I think that as a young boy, then as a youth, and then as a married man and a father, I think that the major problem in our education system is that there is no experiential learning. Number two, we talk about far things and we don't know anything about what is going on in the nearby. So let's talk about the history. Let's talk about geography. We are all taught about the Boston Two Party and World War First and Two, but we hardly know in the periphery of 20 kilometers, what is the history of that location? What is the geographical, ecological situation of that location? And that local localized things are missing in our education system. And we are talking about the far things, which becomes very artificial in the learning. The third thing is that uh, schools are not uh, playing a role of a resource center. So the first thing, I, I, this is not an interactive session. I, unfortunately, I'm not able to interact with you all. But the very uh, this question I asked to many educators that the, the establishment of your school is for what purpose? The majority educators think that the schools are established to teach the children. Colleges are established to teach the higher education uh, students. Unfortunately, the very fundamental is wrong. The schools are basically the resource center for the near locality. And when we call resource center, even the parents, even the barefoot uh, uh, skilled uh, uh, people in the village or the city, they are, all, they are also to be accommodated in this education system. I was just uh, having a talk uh, uh, last week and I was talking to uh, some, some of the teachers from the Indians, uh, all the schools in India. And I was asking them that, don't you think that there is a discrimination in the education system? So when I say discrimination, what exactly I mean? All the schools have non-teaching staff. They have these uh, uh, designations called uh, Pune or an office boy, or a gardener, or a driver, etc. And they are less paid than the teachers. 
they are looked down uh, as per the uh, community is concerned that they are uneducated and the teachers are educated highly qualified and that is the very fundamental things where we go wrong uh, they these all uh, non teaching staff or these all people whom we so called uh, we call illiterate are highly culturally literate they have a lot of good skills which may be the academicians don't have and i think there should be this marriage of hands and mind and heart so a village a, a school gardener can play a role of teaching about gardening in the school a driver of the school can be a, a, a facilitator for uh, physics uh, the the office boy or the cleaner can be the hygiene teacher in the school but unfortunately that uh, space of respect uh, to this class of people uh, is not given in our education system we talk about lot of things about discrimination and all in the society but that very discrimination starts from the school itself and so unfortunately because of this discrimination the experiential experiential learning is lost we have this laboratories in our schools and we call it that okay now there is a practical period for the children uh, so the practical periods are most unpractical okay uh, uh, if, if i give my example i remember that when i was in school uh, one day i i got a, a mathematics result i, I scored Uh, some 90 marks out of 100 and the very next day i got a chemistry uh, paper and i scored 3 marks out of 100 so i was very discouraged and i never looked at chemistry uh, book or any uh, subject of chemistry thereafter but let me tell you today uh, in my university of life uh, for last 3 years i am working on uh, natural handmade soap and i am very proud that i, I have learned chemistry very well now uh, all the handmade soaps made in the university of life are sold in uh, goa in five star hotels and at a very premium price so i think i did a, a lot of uh, i i excelled in chemistry in a very practical way not in academic uh, way maybe so uh, the problem with this discrimination in education is uh, is resulting to lack of experiential learning uh, education which should start from the near to the far it is not happening and the third as i told you that it should be a resource center a knowledge center so when i say knowledge uh, before i move to the slides uh, let me hello good evening everyone uh, my name is sachin desai and uh, we run a experiential learning center called university of life in the konkan region of maharashtra so i am going to present you in front of you the journey of uh, the university of life and our experience of uh, this center in last 12 years so as i was uh, explaining earlier that the discrimination in education is resulting to lack of experiential learning lack of uh, research and knowledge in education and that has inspired us to start this learning center in a remote village of uh, dhamapur which is in the konkan region so as you see on the slide that uh, basically dhamapur is a very scenic a very beautiful village in the konkan region uh, in front of your screen you see this uh, a biodiversity rich dhamapur lake which was constructed uh, 400 years ago by the villagers 
this is a wisdom of the villagers the the lake is constructed at a high altitude and the village settlements it is at the uh, at the bottom at the down level and uh, this is the wisdom you see that the water was supplied for irrigation and for drinking without any electricity or without any kind of a device it was purely done uh, on the basis of gravity and the water was to be supplied at around 10 kilometers of area in the in the in the vicinity so this is the wisdom of the old ancient people which basically we lack in today's modern society as i was uh, mentioning uh, in my earlier uh, conversation that the education is uh, totally you know unrealistic in today's uh, if you look at the history the geography or whatever other subjects we teach for example we talk about the world war first and second we talk about the boston tea party but we uh, fail to uh, talk about the local history or the local geography and the ecology so if you see that uh, this dhamapur lake has got very beautiful stories wisdom stories uh, it has got uh, uh, the whole lake is surrounded by a forest which was constructed by Uh, the subedar of uh, shivaji maharaj and such a rich history such a rich ecology is not uh, known to the uh, villagers and to the young generation and that is because uh, in education system we don't have any provision of uh, making aware of what is around and we are reaching too far so next slide this is a 100 years old the structure where we run the university of life uh, so don't be in a impression that this is some kind of a, a formal university this is university of life is a slogan and uh, this 100 year structure itself uh, is a syllabus of learning uh, you can see that uh, uh, there is a laterite stone and uh, in those days there was no cement so the entire structure was constructed with lime uh with uh, wood apple uh extract as a uh, preservative and and lime from which was made from the shells which are available uh in the lake and on the on the seashore so i will talk more about the process of lime further but university of life which started in 2007 i want to focus on that that the, there was no syllabus a prescribed syllabus of learning Uh, whatever problems which we used to face in our daily life that problems used to be our syllabus there was there was and there is no uh, recruited academic teachers here we don't have a policy of recruiting teachers well but the the village barefoot engineers and the village barefoot uh, farmers architects barefoot architects these all people become our resource person so in a way they are they are our professors and uh, whatever problems we face we get involved with this uh, barefoot genius minds and then we start learning with them next slide now you see this is a uh, this is a 2008 photograph and you see this village mason is teaching our students how to construct this is a kitchen which has been uh, made 
and uh, our children are learning with uh, the village mason next uh, usually you see even in the, in the schools and the colleges and the university institutes educational institutes you all have this well set up ready okay construction is done painting is done the sign boards are displayed and then uh, the students come uh, to learn the chalk and talk method of uh, education but here you see that uh, even the signboard was installed after one year uh, of when the when we started the institution the signboard was designed by the students uh, the signboard was fabricated by the students with the help of the village mason and in this they not only learned uh, engineering aspect but also mathematics and uh, the best part they learned was the teamwork next yeah now uh, this is a very beautiful uh, uh, experience we uh, had uh, we were exploring that uh, how lime uh, how sh we can make lime from the shells uh, this curiosity uh, people stud students got were curious to know because when they visited the fort which is uh, around 18 kilometers from university of life uh, this fort was constructed by uh, shivaji maharaj in the fort is inside the sea okay and uh, in in those days there was no cement available so uh, we were just wondering how shivaji maharaj constructed this fort uh, with a lime when we don't have a limestones here so then we uh, ex when we found out that uh, shivaji maharaj learned it from the local people their local knowledge on how to make uh, lime uh, lime from the shells which are very easily available in abundance in the river line and the coastal line so then we were uh, searching uh, our students were searching on how to make this lime uh, but unfortunately we couldn't find a single person who can teach us next slide and uh, uh, th this process is very simple it's a part of the chemistry of 10 plus 2 level but uh, unfortunately this local wisdom knowledge is lost now and uh, next slide one fine day uh, our students were uh, walking around on the streets of uh, kudal city which is uh, around 12 kilometers 12 kilometers from our place and they found in a weekly bazaar this gentleman uh, a very senior guy and he was selling this line so our students approached him and uh, he they asked him whether uh, will will he teach them how to make this line now you imagine that this is a weekly market and you are asking a person a businessman to give you his technology which has been lost and uh, which is not available anywhere and you are asking this gentleman during a business hours a weekly business hours and that too free of cost you imagine what will be the response of a modern educated person but this illiterate person was uh, very much uh, carried away when he saw young boys asking him to uh, you know requesting him to share his knowledge and he ordered a cup of tea and he said that i am very glad that you come even my children are not interested to learn this technology so i will definitely teach you but before i teach you how to make the lime i will teach you how to make the uh that uh, thing called clean that is the bhatti in which the lime is made so that is the basic engineering you must learn so you come to my house and i will teach you and then he invited uh, our students to his house 
that was a very uh, uh, that experience some our children will never forget in their life when they went to his house his house was closed and uh, in another 5 minutes he came with his wife and he was very happy to see the children and he said at the very first question he asked our students was khana kha ke aayo would you like to have lunch so he said don't work empty stomach i will first serve you lunch and then we will work on the clean and then he uh, just explained the children that i just went to a hospital because his wife was admitted and as she was bitten by a snake now imagine this his wife was bitten by a snake and uh, there is no remorse on his face and he is happy that the children are there to learn something from him and that was the day when our children learn how to make the clean and later they made uh, this uh, line so why i am uh, why i am narrating you this story that today our education system is more based on chalk and talk that is only on the information we are we have yet not reached the knowledge part as i was uh, mentioning yesterday that we have our practical room in our uh, schools science practical rooms which are highly impractical but there is no knowledge knowledge is something when you start doing things and that doing should uh, relate to the real life real life now this education is totally contrast with the real life whatever practicals whatever education we are teaching them in a informative way is not based on knowledge so you have a as i was mentioning that Uh, the education system is having a discrimination in education when you have a person in your school who might be good in electric electric uh, uh, electric setting up electrical stuff or maybe a driver who is good into uh, knowing the you know automobile mechanism or a, a gardener but unfortunately we are not able to correlate the classroom informative informative sessions with the knowledge session knowledge is something which you do it by your biological senses and then we have this trend set up uh, i think from the british era that the person who works by hand is supposed to be a below dignity person and the pers- person who sits on a chair and the person who gives lecture and who is highly qualified is considered as a high profile and a respected person so this is the very uh, fundamental principle which goes wrong in the education system and that's why uh this gentleman uh, whom you see is one of the greatest professor for uh, university of life next uh the one important another aspect which i uh, have been observing everywhere all the schools and colleges universities have got huge campuses uh what is the success story of the education institutes when i ask this questions uh in a seminar of uh, a gathering of all the directors of universities in india i think almost all of them said that the parameters of success are uh, the placements or if you're talking about the school it is the uh, the results basically uh, so uh, here we uh, had uh, demonstrated that our university of life our success stories is our balance sheet the balance sheet, every every education institutes makes their own progress card we call it their progress card that is the balance sheet now in the balance sheet what are their income and expenditure you get income from donations from fees or maybe from the grants from the government and there are there are the expenditures on the infrastructure etc but is there any kind of a income which you generate 
along with the students by creating something by doing something it can be growing a small patch of vegetables and selling it in the market or in the college mela or something like that or in fact even doing some uh, institutional work it can be doing some small construction some small electrical stuff which can be done with the uh, so called barefoot uh, geniuses but there is hardly any productive work done uh, in the educational institution so when we realized this we formed uh, this uh, a, sub, a, a subsidiary uh, kind of an company uh, i would not say company it's a joint liability group it's something like a self aid group of all the residents who are who are staying in the university of life so swayam is based on certain principles because of course it is not a business corporate house it is a basically a, a baby of a educational institute you know it is kind of a uh, the parent organization is basically a educational institute so uh, there has to be a balance uh, we just ha don't have to look at the profit we have to also look at the education part and some principal part so swayam uh, what are the principles of swayam that all the products are natural the research which is done in the university of life and after the research when it is uh, coming finally uh, open to the people uh, to the market then it comes to soyam for uh, for profit sale uh, number one is that it is natural and handmade secondly it is made in small batches we are promoting gramodyog here we are not promoting industry we are not pro promoting midc model here we are promoting gramodyog where uh, one individual will not earn more than 3 lakhs rupees his his net profit should not go more than that so what happened is every product is made handmade and wherever you need some kind of a tools uh, you know these tools are not available in the market because all the market is flooded with industrial stuff so then you have to design certain things so it all comes right uh, this all comes to the physics this all comes to design so designing Uh, of these tools designing of this mechanism is also then part of swayam and that's how swayam came into existence where uh, it is a for profit uh, center for university of life and i believe that every schools and colleges should have some kind of a for profit centers which will focus on the services which can give to the institution itself and also to the uh, local community around next so uh, you see this is not uh, just about uh, buying and selling it is all about innovations it is all about child uh, the the teacher who is also a learner and also the community around see I, i as i was telling yesterday that school is not just for the child school education is like a tripod where the one part is the child one part is the parent and one part is the society unfortunately uh, school education we think we have opened the school that is our job is to educate the child no your job is also to educate the society around you so uh, you have to you have to also educate the parents uh, you have to also take the parents in the journey along with you uh, you just can't have just teacher and the child relation and keep the community or the parents out and their job is just to pay the fees no they are also part of the education system and they should be it should be an inclusive journey so uh, i this is one of the examples that uh, uh, university of life uh, 
we do all this uh, community work so this was during the ganesh chaturthi and uh, we had this uh, nirmalya nirmulan program and we collected all the nirmalya which has been offered for the ganesh uh, idol and uh, this is you can see that the children students have segregated the nirmalya and they found that the 60 to 70% of the nirmalya is plastic rest 30 to 40% is biodegradable but the 70% 60% is plastic so this statistics was put in the uh, village forum and one of the student came up with a very funny and very surprising uh, facts that they found some plastic hibiscus flowers in the nirmalya and we were wondering that why uh, hibiscus flowers why not any other flower so we came to know that ganesh loves hibiscus and then ganesha why ganesha loves hibiscus why not rose why not other flowers so then we uh, come to uh, we did our students did some research in some ayurveda and some ancient scriptures and also scientific uh, approach to it and they found that ganesh festivals in konkan comes in monsoon time when the water is uh, muddy when the water is not uh, uh, you know clean and uh, all the during the puja of ganesh festival all the 21 herbs which are offered they have a medicinal property of cleansing the water and therefore there was a, a kind of a community process of uh, ganesha uh, which is to be you know uh, uh, you, you, uh, they what they call this uh, um, uh, offer offering of the puja and all whatever the rituals are you will be surprised that the entire research was done by one of our first student whose name is bahman sheik being a muslim he did this survey and you will be surprised to know that uh, every villager understood this and they understood the philosophy behind this puja and all these offerings later on they didn't stop here they went forward if hibiscus is offered during uh, during this monsoon period definitely it must be having some medicinal property next so uh, one of the thing they found that the hibiscus can be used as a alternative for litmus paper so you know this is something new thing they come came up with that if you don't have a litmus paper a lit, uh, hibiscus can uh, be used as a litmus paper so some experiments they did on lye on the lemon water on how uh, hibiscus changes the color later on they uh, came up uh, with a idea that we can make some coolers some kind of a syrup with the hibiscus uh, next slide so they developed a product next next slide they developed this product called hibiscus cooler uh, this product has won four awards in goa in a very uh, famous and a very uh, popular festival there and they have won four awards there for this hibiscus cooler and this is one of the most hot product in our swayam uh, our we have recently started a webline web store also and the best part of this uh, hibiscus cooler is that it is good for your uh, blood pressure it is good for cleansing your blood okay so there are a lot of medicinal property and uh, we make this we make this syrup uh, with organic process there are no preservatives used and this is a totally handcrafted i mean handmade product done at our campus next yeah another research part see you see all these examples which i am giving you is been done by uh, students 14 plus 
between 14 to 25. You know, these are the age group which the students have done this. You see, this is a kokum. Kokum is a, a red listed fruit only available in Kokan di uh, division of Maharashtra and Goa. It is a highly medicinal product, highly medicinal fruit. You see this fruit is uh, being used for making syrups and for traditional stuff. The inside seed, in the olden days, they used to make butter from these seeds. And every house in Konkan, every house used to eat this butter. This uh, details are also found in 1860 Gazette. A survey was detailed, survey was done by our students and they came up with these facts that the details that how much production of butter was there in Kokan region and every house used to eat this butter which is now replaced with dalda and some kind of uh, unhygienic and unhealthy oils and butter. We have, I will not name the products but you know this uh, utterly butterly uh, ads are coming and we are having this kind of a uh, uh, you know, butter, which was, I don't know when it was made and transported and some uh, un, uh, process of uh, chemical has been done and totally unhygienic and unhealthy butter. And this is the butter you can, uh, which, which used to be uh, extracted in every house and every poor man used to have this butter. The best part of this butter is that it is excellent to uh, remove your extra fat in the body, excellent for your eyesight, excellent for your skin. You will wonder that this golden magic butter is now only provided to the cosmetic companies. The cosmetic company van comes in the village and they buy it at throwaway price from the villages and the villagers have totally forgotten the process of how to make the butter. So our students, they uh, redeveloped, they redesigned this entire process. They did a lot of, uh, they went to the old uh, grandmas and grandfathers, they documented it and now we make at University of Life, we don't buy any butter from the factory or a shop. We make our own butter from the kokum. Next. Yeah, this is the kokum butter. And now uh, another two, 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 three days, we are also making a documentary to how to make the butter, not for sale, not to sell it in the market, but to consume it in your house. So that's the one uh, thing. Uh, yeah, next, next slide. The another best part is that uh, the Konkan region is full of coconuts. So we have coconut oil uh, in the villages. Uh, still uh, villages do extract coconut oil and coconut oil is considered as the king of uh, soap making oil. So every village can be, you know, they can have a rich soap in their house. So we develop this cold process method where you don't require any gas, any fuel to make this soap. You can make it without any, uh, any, you know, any, any, any gas or anything. Just make it uh, by a cold process method. And uh, you, you will not believe, but that each soap is sold in Goa for around 150 to 200 rupees. And this soap, we use it at the campus. Next. This is another innovation uh, done uh, three years back. Uh, what you see in front of you are blocks made from compost you have this vermi compost available in the market so for the city people you know people who are in the city nowadays there is a trend of kitchen gardening so for the kitchen gardening this product was developed for the first time in india we uh, made 
com compost blocks. What you see in front of you are the compost block. And with our technology partner, we develop a method of making a fungus, a beneficial fungus on the campus. You know, in this particular monsoon season, you get a lot of funguses. You see a lot of fungus outside on the bark of the tree, on the grass, on the ground, on the soil, on various places. Now, there are bad fungus and there are good fungus. There are two types of fungus. One is a beneficial fungus, uh, which is uh, beneficial for farming or even for uh, pers uh, personal uh, you know, uh, nutrition level also. But uh, this particular fungus which we are working on is uh, for organic farming. And uh, during uh, the post-monsoon period, we find this artificial fungus on the various soil. Identify this fungus, which one is good, which, how to grow this fungus, how to replicate this fungus. Technology partner, we have developed a very simple method uh, on how to replicate this fungus. And for the first time in India, this fungus is being grown on a vermicompost block. So uh, can you put the next slide, please? Yeah, so you can see how these uh, students are. Uh, this is a small tumbler and this is a kind of a reactor. So this is a very low cost technology developed by one of our technology partner in Pune and uh, students are making this fungus in the tumbler. Next part. Next slide. Yeah. And then uh, this is the innovation. So basically uh, how you, you must have seen that fungus are grown on a chapati or a bread. So basically this beneficial fungus is grown on a vermicompost block. One block has got a potency of around one to two kg of vermicompost. So you can imagine that this one small block, which you can see has a potency of one kg to two kg of vermicompost. So it's a compact, uh, uh, compact vermicompost with beneficial fungus. So it helps the kitchen gardeners in the city to apply it uh, in their kitchen urban farms. Yeah, next slide. And then comes the product design. Uh, this is also like see we have uh, this uh, drawing or uh, painting in school education and uh, i am uh, very afraid to say that this has this has a very limited kind of a uh, uh, you know exposure to the child and the good drawing and bad drawing is something another uh, thing which uh, is very unexpected in the education system basically any drawing is an imagination of a child and any drawing uh, any painting is always good so basically, we uh, also have this product design thing in University of Life. So anything which comes out of University of Life, uh, the product has to be designed by the uh, intense. And uh, after the design, it is uh, sold commercially in the market. Next. You can see these pickles. Uh, these are all, all the pickles in uh, our center are basically handmade. Uh, the USP. The USP of our product is we make our product in small batches. See, when uh, we are, we must not forget that this is not a factory model. See, this, this is an education model. This is an ashram model. So uh, we have to keep the balance of uh, the commercial aspect and the education aspect. There was a time, uh, I think around six, seven years back, when we had 
crossed a certain slab of uh, uh, sales and we we were almost almost 100% uh, sustainable that was a time when uh, we were selling this uh, uh, vermi compost and all the other products and we did a sale which was 100% sustainable i mean we we used to get funds we we were not depend on any funds but then we realized that even this should not happen because then it ultimately uh, turns into a factory model and then the students basically they opt for those project where you get more money or you know where there is a huge profit so that's that is another thing which we have to take care that uh, it should be balanced so uh, we always say that it, it it has to be always 50 50 or 60 40 kind of a model where uh, a certain 60% of the revenue is generated through donations through fees uh, or through grants and at least 40 to 40 40 to 50% funds should be generated from such resource centers and then here we are talking about uh, a gramodyog a, a micro level industries uh, remember one thing india was a industrial country it is a wrong wrong propaganda that india was a agriculture country india was always a industrial country but those industries were different than what we see today those industries were green industries sustainable industry and a house industry it means that every house was a industry in our country kapde se leke khane ke cheeze se leke sone se leke har cheez ek ghar mein banti thi okay to loha bhi ghar mein banta tha to ye jo micro level industry jo green industry hai wo aaj nahi rahi hai aur ye big scale industry jo hai which is absolutely not sustainable and it is basically trying to make the future citizen a consumerist citizen that is something uh, a real worry for all the parents and all the teachers so uh, this is a model which we try to promote from uh, ul that is university of life that every house should be in the a small scale industry a micro industry and these are the models where you can see the pickles are made traditionally in a, a ceramic pots like how our nanny and grandmothers used to do you know in a put it in a sunlight and Uh, the the pickle is cooked in the sunlight and this every this every step every process has got chemistry behind it the mathematics behind it uh, so this is a very wonderful learning where children learn through their biological senses and very much connected to the real life earn and learn which was again said by all the uh, educational thinkers of india whether it is mahatma gandhi or shri arobindo this all practices we must rethink and revive and bring back to our education system make sure that schools are sustainable schools are green and schools all have resource centers and research centers these research centers need not uh, is not necessary that it should be a rocket science these can be small research centers catering to the problems of the nearby society next so these are the various product developed one of the latest product is the banana stem pickle banana stem is excellent for your uh, kidney and uh, it used to be consumed in the old uh, ancient traditions so we revived it we brought it back uh, to the community uh, uh, we sell this pickles uh, hot, it sells like hot cakes uh, so these are different versions we have jams we have syrups and all are handmade and these are all uh, i will say the Uh, output of the creative and the real life education system of university of life next 
and this is not happening in a big uh, huge campuses like what we have what we see today of schools and colleges this is a 2500 square foot uh, 100 years old traditional house with a small patch of land and i think that if we can do this in a remote village of dhamapur in whatever small things we have and we can reach nationally and internationally why not the schools who have so many resources we don't have 150 students at our campus we have 10 or 15 students coming from various parts of india and abroad we have six seven residents who have devoted they are now the managing trustee of uh, this of, of of the university of life these were the old uh, alumni of uh, our institution now become the managing trustee this another thing which i would like to say why do the schools recruit principals and directors from outside uh, why don't they have their own alumni coming back as the principal as the faculty members for teaching teaching is not just a source of earning money teaching is considered as the very high value and the future of the country so i think if this we can do at dhamapur a small experimental model i think the schools can do this very well and if one school uh, does this in our country i think it can be a role model for the future education of our country in our education policy it is already been mentioned and it was also mentioned in our earlier education policies but implementation never happened so i think uh, we should stop depending on the government uh, rules and government policies we should create our own education system as per the local locality uh, the needs of the locality and create this future of india uh, i think i have finished with my last last slide uh, can you just change the slides yes thanks so thank you very much uh, uh, deepankar thank you very much and the entire team of uh, for this initiative now i will come to the questions which uh, were posted by the participants so uh, the first question was how to motivate the parents to look out of the window see as i told uh, in my uh, presentation that school is not just teacher and the child school is not for the child school is for the community the teacher who are teaching there for 10 years and 20 years should think about this that they should come out of this road system and bring out this model of alternative education and creative education and real life education and involve the parents so the parents teachers and the child this tripod should be there so once you ha you have the parents coming into the school as a as a learning person you know not just a person to pay fees the school will become a resource center and then whatever this uh, uh, you know all these experimental things whatever we have discussed today when it start happening when you have these festivals in the schools when you have some uh, traditional festivals melas are uh, focused with uh, products developed by the students research going on and the parents involved in it teachers involved in it barefoot uh, genius involved in it imagine how the parents will be motivated and not just the parents you the teachers are also parents let's not forget that so i think when you have this kind of a, a platform in the school it will uh, automatically uh, motivate the parents uh, second question was what is one thing that you have achieved through your initiative that makes you happy let me tell you that uh, it's a gandhi's quote that you be the change to see the change in the world 
So the, the biggest thing what I see is the change in myself and my family, my wife, my daughter. Uh, I have uh, less time. There is a limit of time. Otherwise, I would have elaborated more on my daughter's education. And uh, I think that is one of the biggest achievement and the change in my lifestyle uh, some 20 years back when I was working for a hotel in the hospitality industry. And now when I look back and now I look at myself, I think I, there is a drastic change in my lifestyle, which is not just benefiting me, but my entire family. Uh, third question is, what is the enrichment that you see in the children who have graduated from the University of Life as compared to the other children? The, the best part is that they have become a responsible citizen. They are minimalistic, living a rich life. No compromise in living a rich life. Each good food, natural, uh, homegrown food, and not depend on any kind of an economy or placements and uh, struggling for the identity. So that's the uh, thing which I have seen. And, and the best part is that we have one of uh, two alumni who are the managing trustee. Uh, probably this will be my last session on the webinar. I will. I am planning not to take any personal uh, appear personally on any webinars here and after. Uh, so the, the youth who are now taking my place are well charged to take the responsibility. So that's the uh, best part I see. Uh, the fourth question is, is the reservation system uh, in higher education justified? So I think this uh, political uh, reservation system is absolutely not justified. If it is a genuine reservation, genuinely uh, non-political, it is definitely justified. What are the challenges you had while recruiting teachers? This is the last question. And I think uh, in my presentation, you must have come across that we don't recruit any academic teachers or rather we don't have teachers. We only have learners. We have learners. So sometimes even a small, uh, a small uh, child also becomes a teacher. So there is no teacher here. They are all learners. And we have more of this barefoot geniuses coming to our uh, campus to give services and uh, they become our teachers. So no question of recruiting the teachers in University of Life is concerned because it is not an academic center affiliated to any board or any university. It's a contemporary ashram, a kind of a landmark, uh, a kind of a, a small experimental education laboratory for the education system, schools, colleges to understand uh, what education uh, of India could be in the future. Thank you very much. And if anyone wants to uh, be in touch, you can get in touch with the organizers. They have all our websites and contact details. Thank you very much. Yes, I request you to please share your views on today's education uh, system. Is it free from discrimination? Mute and speak. Yeah, I'm the presenter for today, ma'am, Dr. P.V. Satya yeah. Ramesh. Yes, uh, so please. The, the question which was asked is, is today's education system free from uh, discrimination? Yes. Sir. So I, I would like to share with all the people who are present here, what was the answer given by me? So the answer given was, uh, it's an absolute no. From the gurus of ancient times to the teachers of today, education system failed to free itself from the chains of discrimination discrimination uh, based on caste creed gender socioeconomic status intelligence and many more is 
prevalent since the times of uh, ages and discrimination is so predominant in our society that hardly anyone would be interested to dig deep and understand the story behind the invisible scars and this was the answer given by me and the, the educators the next area of our discrimination i think which parents also i think have this problem when they have to decide into which board of education the child has to get into so there is a lot of confusion lot of i think without understanding people quickly become judgmental about various educational boards so this is one area i think which needs to be looked upon and educators a third thing which i understood it is the courses of study i think there are different courses and it exactly starts at the level of grade 11 so we are prejudiced against the all the three different streams which i think in the years to come we are over, going to overcome the barrier very soon like we already know this science commerce humanities and social sciences the kind of discrimination which is already prevalent not in the entire country but at least in certain parts of the country this discrimination is very clearly visible and evident too and most important uh, educators these are just my idea institutes of learning this is another uh, uh, i mentioned of our education where again knowingly or unknowingly a lot of discrimination happens we don't even know anything about a particular institute what exactly and how exactly things are going on but we just get carried away because of the brand value this is the mistake which generally we do when we uh, uh, recruit teachers for interviews and all that and in psychology we call this phenomena as halo effect and uh, there will be a conditional bias there if you look at a person immediately says i am from so and so institution so without even probing uh, further we try to subconsciously come to a conclusion that a person is from so and so institute yes definitely he or she carries certain amount of competency and skills and uh, but i think educators you all will agree with me this is not the case maybe earlier but now no this is no more the case because more or less everywhere we are able to see a faculty crunch when it comes to higher educational institution especially run by central government so most of the universities today this government uh, universities you see a lot of faculty vacancies there and where you can see most of the classes are being run by contract like uh, faculty members so the institute might have its brand value but what exactly is the situation currently i think that also needs to be assessed and uh, needless to say that a person from a government college might have better skills and competency maybe one or two areas which we feel like communication skills is one thing which i think might i'll make them take a back seat but i think if we are in a position to give them training in that particular domain the rest of the skills are well enough for the person to take the organization or add value to the organization i think this is one area which need to be addressed and uh, students performance teachers educators i need not say this as teachers and as educators without owing itself in class we become biased we don't know that we are biased but our actions and our behavior very clearly sometimes uh, 
project are biased towards the performance. I imagine teachers suppose this same kind of mistake is done by a brilliant student and the same kind of mistake is done by a below average student. So do we do you think that every educator reacts to this situation in the similar manner? No. The way we react to the brilliant one and the way we react to the below average one will definitely be different. For the brilliant one, the way we, it will be in a counseling way. And for the below average one, it will be in a different way. Uh, only sometimes teachers, I'm not saying every time. It depends like not everyone is uh, doing that, but knowingly or unknowingly that particular moment, our intentions might be right that the child has to improve. But the way we convey the message to the child, that is what exactly makes all the difference. And uh, I, there the list is endless. And uh, educators, I just have few things. When I look at the solutions, so uh, the solutions, the first thing which I came to my mind is early foundations are very, very critical. That's what came to my mind. So in, in each child's, I think, uh, growth and development, the early foundations which are laid by the parents, uh, where they bring the child or nurture the child in an environment which is free from bias, I think that might uh, produce citizens which can fight with the kind of discriminatory practices which are prevalent in our society. And nature versus nurture, which we already discussed, that it is not genetic, it is what we acquire uh, from people around us in the society and most important uh, educators it is this is not one thing which came just now this exists since ages and we have any examples when we talk about our indian mythology also so when we have learned it across the years even to unlearn it it will take more or less the same amount of time and last but the, not the least is I think if any one of us make an earnest attempt to uh, at least we ourselves get rid of this factor within our personality, I think the only thing is it is uh, the effort which we put in is nothing less than a sadhana. So any yogic practice or any sadhana, it, this kind of effort from our end, to be immune to discriminatory practices is nothing less than sadhana. And I think this is uh, the first step which we all need to take as educators to bring in a society of individuals who can at least build a society which is completely free from all these biases. Uh, educators, these are just my points for today. And uh, Gladi, ma'am, you can add to it if you wish. Uh, I think uh, someone got it wrong, whatever I said. Uh, the one thing which I would like to tell you here is like I was talking about teacher recruitment in uh, schools. So what happens mainly is ma'am like it's uh, we never spoke about people working in the government sector or the private sector. Uh, suppose we get students from a government college or a government university from a rural area say for the position. They might apply for the position of a teacher. And you might get a people at the same time from a city also urban area. So what might happen is like we generally prefer to go for people who have better communication skills or better prepared to take this challenge immediately. So the people who come from a rural area might come with every competency which we expect. And sometimes they might uh, have certain degree of problem when it comes to 
the way it has to be communicated so that is because of one such thing i think we should never ever reject those people so it is always on our shoulders to take the responsibility of absorbing such people because they are the ones who would be i think uh, ones who are passionately going to transform the young minds because they are people who are coming from a rural background and who can bring in uh, life into the classrooms but yes i understand as sir in the sachin sir in the beginning said if you want to uh, children to understand physics better get your driver into the class if you understand someone to understand health and hygiene get your peon into the class so this is what and uh, i really uh, expect madam i think each one of us will consciously not just in education but even in our personal life as well as professional life make an earnest effort and be conscious of every little thought or every little action and every little behavior of ours and irrespective of wherever we are and let us all uh, be immune to all kind of prejudices and discrimination so government private sectors yes madam these problems we have this right from uh, independence time and still we have struggled and we all have reached to this position B but yes madam i think uh, that is not the point now we all have to i think consciously make an effort in order to minimize the discriminatory practices in our society and should have the courage even to condemn if we come across any such practice that is what i exactly want to say and uh, ma'am i am done for today and if you want to add anything you are free to add okay uh, so i think on that note i would like to thank all the participants for being such excellent listeners and sharing their inputs and also look forward to your active participation in all the upcoming sessions thank you so much thank you thank you sir special thanks to thank you thank you okay thank you ma'am thank you everyone